Hello, everybody, and welcome to the You Thought Media Sports Cast with the best podcast hosts in the game, Bart, Aiden, Wyatt, and Jared. On this week's show, we'll be playing Over or Under with the new Madden ratings, reviewing our Bundesliga bookets, and sharing a hot take of the week, a new segment we're introducing. But first, we're, we, we're going to discuss Major League Baseball's long-awaited return. So, after a prolonged labor dispute, and delay to the start of the season due to the coronavirus pandemic, Major League Baseball will become one of the first leagues to resume this Thursday when the reigning champion Washington Nationals take on the New York Yankees, who are largely considered to be the favorites in the American League this year. Today we'll be looking ahead at the season as a whole and how we think it'll play out. So we're going to get it started with Aiden. Who do you think is the favorite to win it all this year? Yeah, it, it really pains me to say this, as you as you know, Lucas, and to pains me to bring you joy, but I, I do think the Yankees are my favorite to win it all. Uh, last year, they already had an absolutely stacked lineup. Uh, their, their weak point, if anything, was starting pitching. And so in very Yankees fashion, they went out and bought the best, potentially the best pitcher in the game in, in Garrett Cole. Um, so last year, they went 103 games, and many of their players, they had some of their best players go down with, with injuries for significant portions of the seasons. Um they hopefully will be, or maybe not hopefully, but they'll probably be healthier this season. Um, Severino's out for the year, one of their, their best starting pitchers, but by and large, they're healthy, and I do think they should be favorites. In terms of other teams in the mix, obviously the Dodgers, another ridiculous team last year that gained another superstar, landing uh, Mookie Betts in uh, a trade from the Red Sox. Um, and for, for my more fun pick, uh, since <laughs> I really hate both the Yankees and Dodgers, I'm going with the A's. Um, I what? think that they could they could make a run. They're they're consistently good. They've won 97 games the past two seasons. They can never put it together in the postseason, as as we all know. Um, but this they didn't do too much in the offseason, But they're going to be bringing in three of the top 60 prospects in baseball uh, this season. They're apparently ready. Uh, two pitchers and a, and a catcher. So that's combined with the already pretty stellar team, really stellar infield. Uh, I think could could see them taking down the Astros. Hopefully. Um, in the in the AL West, but, yeah. Without the Astros yeah. cheating, the AL West could be completely exactly. open. Yeah, it's who, knows? Be, <laughs> who knows? It's going to be a, a whole different game this year. Um, so yeah, well, <laughs> we will see. But anyway, Jared, uh, in terms of more dark horse teams that you think could could make a run in this this short season, who do you think? So my dark horse team actually is from the AL West. I went with the Texas Rangers. Um, oh, bold choice! They have Not the AL West dude. team I had. So they got they they got Corey <laughs> they got Corey Kluber, who's Cy, you know Cy Young candidate. Um, their their other starting pitchers, Mike Miner and Lance Lynn, are very solid. Um, so what what like I said, I thought I think starting pitching is going to be super key this year since there's only sixty games. Um, so I I really like the Rangers. Um, the other team, I didn't want to steal this from you because I feel like you're going to say it, Aiden, but I, I would say the Mets. Uh, they have a crazy good Let's pitching go. lineup. Probably like one, definitely like one of the top, I don't know, probably five with Syndergaard and DeGrom. They, they got a crazy out. good lineup. Syndergaard's out or, for the year. Yeah. Is he? But yeah, yeah, Tommy John surgery. But we're not worried. He had a 4 3 ERA anyway. We got, <laughs> we, got, we got DeGrom, best pitcher in the game, and gotcha. Stroman, who's top top 10 top 15 yeah. so and and uh porcello right he he was yep. decent he was decent yep. in the past yeah, so we'll see yep yeah those so those are my picks what, what lucas in the ring yeah what we yeah, for the aos i'm gonna throw in the los angeles angels yeah. i think in a um 
in a shortened season, you don't have as large of a sample size. So if you have superstars, mm-hmm. there's a potential that they could get hot at a certain time and not be like as subject to like the large sample size that a normal season is. Mm-hmm. So I think if Mike Trout and newly signed Anthony Rendon can get hot, I can see them making a run. I don't think it's necessarily the most likely scenario, but I can see it happening. Just I think the scenario, like the way the season's set up, it could favor teams that have superstars in a way a normal season doesn't. Yeah, for for Mike yeah. Trout's sake, I I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be but, nice. But I'm not sure if the Angels' strategy of I feel like the Angels' strategy for a while has just been like buying talent and yeah. hoping like their only homegrown talent is Mike Trout. Um, and I'm not sure if Anthony Rendon is gonna turn them around per se. But it'll yeah, yeah it'll be an interesting team to watch for sure. Maybe Joe Madden will turn them around though. Yeah, that's, know, he's a good that's man- he's a good manager. Yeah, great manager. Better. Yeah. No. Who knows about that? Um. Wyatt, let's let's head it over. Let's let's head over to you. Who do you think is going to suck this season? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was reading the betting odds for a lot of these teams, kind of give myself a little help, and it feels like a lot of teams are actually going to suck this year. So <laughs> it, it really feels like it's actually up in the air on like how well some young pieces come together. I think there's like the obvious choices, like there's the Marlins who should kind of just sit at the bottom. Yeah. There's the Orioles and the Pirates, and then I I picked the home team Mariners. Because yeah. I feel like that they always kind of struggle, um, and you know if they get in a slump, they may never come back. I also threw the Red Sox on the list because they are losing Mookie Betts, and then they uh, yeah. are losing Chris Sale to a Tommy John injury as well. Yeah. Plus, not to mention they open up against the Rays and the Yankees, not right off the gate, uh, gate but <clears throat> it's one of their first games uh, is against mm-hmm. the Rays and the Yankees. They have series against both of them, so I can see them both struggling. And I also have the Blue Jays. Who I want to throw it over to Bart to talk about the Blue Jays here and uh, on what he thinks he expects from them this year. Yeah, I was kind of sad to see that they won't be playing in Toronto, but it makes sense. Um, I, I don't know. Looking back at last season, they only won three more games at home than they did away. So, like, presumably they're going to be forced to just play in some American city, right? So I don't actually think it'll make that much of an impact in that sense. But like the other way I approach this question is that like probably this is just foreshadowing for a bigger um, issue that the league is going to see and that the virus is going to cause problems and a bunch of things are going to slow down or just get canceled entirely. So in that sense, I feel like they will be, yeah, there probably won't be anything special until the whole league shuts down and then everybody's going to be screwed. (laughs) So I think, I think it's kind of foreshadowing actually, but if it's not, then I don't think them not playing in Canada will actually change much for them. Yeah. But, I think one last sort of parting thought is that the East, like, since they have to play within the East, Central, and West for the whole season of the series, the East is going to be brutal. The East is going to be absolutely brutal. (laughs) Like, I I feel so bad for the Marlins. (laughs) I also think think they might just, like, cannibalize themselves. Like, the Yankees are good. The Red Sox, even though they lost, Mookie Betts are good. The Rays are good. The Braves. The Braves are are good. The Nationals won the World Series last year. The Phillies like have Joe yeah. Girardi as their manager now. Yeah. Bryce Harper, JT Romuto, like lots of great players yeah. as well. Like yeah. the bottom teams in those divisions are just going to get like smacked yeah. around. Yeah, that just was also hurt. yeah. My other thought on that is that I think the the East divisions could potentially be hurt in the wild card races because of that. I think that the, mm-hmm. like the NL East, I think is the best division in baseball at the moment. They have four of the five teams were over five hundred last year, at or over five hundred last year. Uh, they're all besides the Marlins they're they all could potentially win the division and I think since they're all pretty much playing each other the whole season they could beat each other up and so one team's going to win the division and the others will be hurt 
in terms of getting that wild of getting one of the two wild card spots because they've been playing against such tough competition. Um, so we'll see kind of how that works out. I hope that the the second team in, in that division and in the AL East as well gets in, but it'll, it'll be yeah it'll be tougher than in say you know the the um, NL Central or something like that. Um, yeah. All right. So moving on, we're going to go into the Madden ratings, which is a really big talk of the town. Almost every NFL player reacts to the Madden rating, whether it's terrible or not, but we're going to react to a couple of them and do a little over-under on uh, how we feel EA did when, we did when we had this. So I'm going to start us off. My man, Saquon Barkley from my New York football giants was rated a 91 overall. Uh, and I'm not going to say that it's criminal, but it's definitely an underrated score if I've ever seen one. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably one of the most complete running backs in the NFL, and he's probably – I'm not going to say he's probably. He is one of the best running back prospects, prospects <laughs> since Adrian Peterson a couple years ago. But we're I not mean, we're not talking about – we're not rating him on being a prospect. We're he is a prospect. A player. <laughs> but he is complete. He's a complete player. He's, a, he's about just as complete as Christian McCaffrey is, and he's sitting in the 99 club. And I'm not going to mm. say that, you know, he, he deserves to be a 99 – but I think if you're rating him in a bubble outside of the offensive line, best in the league, hands down. Gotcha. Okay. I can see it. I definitely think McCaffrey benefits from a more favorable situation. Like, even if Carolina isn't great, it's better than the Giants currently. So yeah. he might get a bit <laughs> of a boost. True. He's having a big year yeah. this year. I'm calling it. I could see it. <laughs> All right. So I'm up next, and the player I'm looking at is Rob Gronkowski, who is rated <laughs> – at 95 this year, which I think is a big overrated. <laughs> I think Gronk at his peak would have definitely deserved this ranking and probably even higher. But the last season he played, he had tied for the fewest ever touchdowns in his career, and he played in five more games than he did in that season where he had the fewest touchdowns of his career. It was his third lowest yards per catch, and plus he hasn't played in a while. So I think coming back after a couple of years, he won't be great. Um, and coming off a season where he wasn't even at his peak. So, like, peak Gronk is definitely a 95, yeah. if not higher, but current Gronk is, like, I think, like, an 85 at best to start the year. <laughs> he's no, we he's just don't like know, the third-best ranked tight end in the league right now yeah. after not playing in a while. I mean, we don't know. He retired for a reason. We don't know yeah. what kind of shape Gronk's going to be in when he comes back. Exactly, and, like... I don't know. All those concussions too, like, <laughs> might have finally caught up with him as well. Like, I think like he he could get he could be worthy of the ninety five because I think his potential is that high and he's shown it in the past. But currently, I can't see him getting that score. I, I wouldn't be surprised if OJ Howard gets more playing time than Rob Gronkowski does in Tampa Bay. Honestly, I would not be shocked either. Do you want? Do you guys want to book that? Yeah, I'll book it. I'll do book it. that do too. It. All right, I, all right. Oh, two nice. books. Two books. <laughs> I would be I would be shocked if that happened personally, unless he got injured. But th- maybe that's a caveat we should put in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Well, but but you're thinking that he's not going to get much playing time because he's not in shape, right? So I mean, I, so in, injury is part of that. He has to be in shape that, to not yeah. get injured. Yeah. But, he's not going to be out of shape, but I think that he's going to be. They're going to they're going to load manage Gronkowski. He's going to be outgunned. I can see that. Save him for the playoffs. Yeah. Up next, uh, Aiden, your player is Stephon Diggs, new wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> rated at 92 overall. Overrated or underrated? 
I'm going with properly rated. Not, not sure if that's even an, an option. Here. Oh, um, come but... on. Oh. <laughs> Commit to something, man. <laughs> Cheating the system. I apologize. Um, but he, he was a 93 last year in Madden. Uh, and last year, his, his receptions were down. Um, and also had a, a fairly pedestrian six TDs. Uh, but he became a serious big play threat, which like he was, you know, he was always a semi big play threat. But his his yards per catch went from ten to eighteen. Um, he was second in yards per route run, uh, which is pretty legit. Especially like this is all considering that he was on the Vikes, who ran the ball the third most in the league. They ran forty nine percent of the time, so he wasn't he wasn't on a pass heavy offense, um, and was clearly clearly a threat when he was thrown to. Um, and he's been consistently good in his, his five years in the league. Um, so yeah, Kirk, Kirk will definitely miss him. Um, and I, I look forward to seeing, uh, how, yeah, how, how Josh Allen does with him. So anyway, um, but moving on to, uh, Bart, we've got Alvin Kamara at 88. Uh, is that overrated, underrated, properly rated? So yeah, my my first, my first thought is also properly rated, but I, I think if anything, it's, it's a slight underrated. Um, I like as you were talking about earlier, why with complete running backs, I feel like Alvin Kamara fits into, into that group of running backs as well, just because of how much he does for them uh, as a receiver as well. Like, especially running backs who actually like literally get asked to w- line up out wide, like he does. Like he doesn't even just do it out of the backfield. He, I know he was twelfth in, in yards from scrimmage last year, like amongst running backs, which is pretty weak. Doesn't scream eighty-eight overall to me, but I think last mm-hmm. year for him was a down year. Two years ago when he had like 14 touchdowns or something, I, I know he's is also like the other end of the spectrum, but I think he's going to get somewhere closer to the middle now. And he's, he's still going to be quite valuable for the Saints this year. I think he's probably deserving more of like a 90. But we'll, 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 we'll see. Alvin really let my fantasy team down last year for being honest. Me as well. Me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have been more salty in my analysis because of that, but I, I'm optimistic that next year he'll make it up to us. <laughs> Um, but anyway, lastly, turning to you, Jared, what do you think of Deshaun Watson sitting at an 86? I'm going with overrated, actually. Oh, um, goodness. Which I think what? the people, Matt Ryan is ahead of him, and I also think he's overrated. But, like, I, I don't think Deshaun Watson should be as close to 90 as he is. I think I think people like Dak or Carson Wentz have a, have a case to be ahead of him, who are at 84. Uh, com- right now, so. Oh my gosh! I mean, that no, Deshaun. Hot take of the week. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, but Matt, like Matt Ryan, is uh, identical touchdown passing touchdown to Sean Watson, but more interceptions. So Matt Ryan shouldn't be ahead of him. But Dak threw more touchdowns last year. Come on, Jared, Carson Wentz is a better player as well. You cannot look Let's me in the eyes and tell me that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson is. Yes, I can. No, you can't because that's not true. That's not true. It's objectively. That's not even close. All I'm going to say, Jared, is touchdowns and interceptions are not all that you can gauge a quarterback's talent level off of. Well, you you also think Kirk Cousins is a top eight quarterback, so how can I how can I trust you? you to quote Wyatt, you can't look me in the eyes and tell me that's not true. You, you got a point. You got a point. Um, well, I, right, mean, I, I said last week that Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, is, is way up there. But yeah, yeah, he is way up there. <laughs> anyway, um, let's move on to our team ratings now, Lucas. We're gonna go with your Philadelphia, your hometown Philadelphia Eagles at eighty three which is sixth overall. What do you think? I'm going to go slightly overrated on this one. 
I love the Eagles and think they have a really good team. Basically, any team that has Carson Wentz, who is the poor man's Nick Foles, but still a great quarterback, oh and Zach Ertz, <laughs> and Zach and Zach Ertz on offense, and Fletcher Cox up front on defense. You've got a great chance of making some noise, but I don't think they're good enough across the board to be the sixth best team in the NFL. Um, especially since they're pretty lacking as a skill position, specifically wide receiver. Um, they basically had to devote their entire draft, aside from Jalen Hurts, to drafting wide receivers this year just to get like a competent class with Jalen Rigor being the headline name. And I don't and like as good as the quarterback of, as Carson Wentz is, I don't know. He was pretty productive last year without wide receivers, but I, I just can't see them being the sixth overall team with such an area of weakness at a position as important as receiver and like they're good across the board i think they're probably a top 10 team but i think six is a little generous um so up next we're going to bart the cleveland browns were rated at 81 overall which is the 10th highest overrated underrated yeah overrated speaking of top 10 teams the browns are not in that conversation um it's like i don't know yeah i i like for the for those of you who are uh with the old memes, I gave a little sensible chuckle when I saw this for the first time because it's just like, it's kind of comical to me. So like, okay, Miles Garrett, uh, Nick Chubb and OBJ, all, they make sense. They're like in the nineties. Fair. Mm -hmm. Denzel Ward, uh, Joel Batonio, their offensive lineman and Olivier Vernon are all in the eighties. That makes sense. And then like Austin Hooper and Jarvis Landry, I don't even know how they got such high ratings. They were also in the 80. I think they were a little overrated, but like by my count, the Browns had nine people, nine starters who are over 80 which means 13 or not. So where did they come up with this number 81? <laughs> who, who can look me in the eyes and tell me that the Browns are the 10th best team in the league? Like, nobody honestly thinks that. Not even Cleveland th fans think that. I, I here, think I'm going like to push back. I'm going to push back. And they're probably not the 10th best most team in the league, but I think they're probably one of the top 10 most talented rosters in the entire league, both sides of the ball. They went six and ten last year. I, I, I think that they're that. one of the most talented rosters in football right now. And if they had the How right coach, if you if you gave Andy Reid that team, or like you had a coach that was the right coach, they would be the best team in football. What? But they don't. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way the best team in football is Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. That was my. That, I was going to mention that as well. They're, he's at 78 overall, and you're trying to tell me that this team should be over 80. No, it just doesn't make sense. Baker, Baker is not that good, uh, and they got that right, but they got their overall. He's not that bad right. either. 78 is fair, or what did you say, 78, 76? That's fair. So, That's yeah, fair, so, yeah. but I'm yeah. saying that no, he's not like, it's not like Baker's out. the worst quarterback in the league. No, but he's a that would, right, but like, player. When yeah, the most yeah. important <laughs> position in the league is like sub, yeah. Like he's average, the next Drew Brees. They're not the 10th oh best team in the league. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Aiden, I hope you're going to show my home team love love here. What do you think of the Vikes at 80 overall, 20th overall? Yeah, so so I crunched the numbers. Uh, I, I did the math. I, you know, did my own rankings, and I have the Vikes as the 35th best team in the NFL. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those are fighting no. words. <laughs> no, I'm going with underrated. I think this is a pretty clear underrated, to be honest. Uh, this is yeah. this is dumb. They were a playoff team last year. Their offseason wasn't great per se. Obviously, they lost uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, but they signed Michael Pierce, a solid uh, D tackle from the Ravens. They had a good draft getting Justin Jefferson. Um, and I know everyone loves hating on the Vikes, but the Bears are ahead of them. 
which is the, <laughs> the Madden has the Bears as the best NFC North team, which is <laughs> just <laughs> absurd. Um, They're Mitch Trubisky stands. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, in terms of particularly stupid uh, parts of the rating, um, Anthony Harris for one, he was uh, PFF rated him as the highest safety last year in, in the NFL, and he's an 83 in the game. Uh, we've got Kirk Cousins, who is, you know, the 13th best QB in the game, which, you know, some mm-hmm. would say he's he's top 10. Uh, but honestly, I think he's underrated. He's eight. behind he's behind <laughs> Matt Stafford and, and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't think that's accurate at, at the moment. Um, but but anyway, so, yeah, underrated. Um, moving on, we got uh, we're looking at the according to Madden, the best team uh, in the NFL, the New Orleans Saints at 85. Jared overrated, underrated. Underrated. Um, I'm not saying they're the best team. I'm saying 85 is an underrated. So, no, in 2020, in the 2020 Madden game, eight teams were 85 or above. So the, the best team shouldn't be an 85, in my opinion. Like, the best team in 2019 was 91. Uh, in Madden 2018, it was, they were a 90. It was the Patriots who were a 92. Like, they should be higher than, they, than an 85, especially if they think Drew Brees is, like, a 93 quarterback. They should be higher than that. I, I think, And I think that's fair. I, I don't think they're the best team. I think like somebody like the Ravens or Chiefs should probably be up there, but yeah. Or the Browns. Or the Browns, yeah. <laughs> what about what about this team being the fifth best team in the NFL, Wyatt? The <laughs> Dallas Cowboys at 83, <laughs> over or under? <laughs> way, way, way overrated. Oh. Just a little fun fact. Oh. They're ranked higher than the Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, who sit at number seven right now. Hmm. <laughs> Make what, make what, I mean, what have the Dallas Cowboys done to warrant a top five team? Because because the last time I checked, the fifth best <laughs> team in the NFL made the playoffs. <laughs> well, but but, but your logic, you're talking about the Browns. But their star quarterback didn't score a single touchdown in three games last year, Jared. <laughs> how does that? How how could you be top five when your star quarterback can't even throw a touchdown in a game? And the team that won the Super Bowl sits two spots behind you. The Cowboys are not that good. In fact. But, they're Wyatt, gonna miss listen. the playoffs again this year. They're America's team. Yeah, come on. That's all. <laughs> oh, he makes a good point. He makes a good point. I, I have, they, they're rating the brand than the actual product that's on the field. <laughs> Absolutely, they are. And that's they focus. Be, Jerry Jones slips some cash under the table. What could, yeah, you know, yeah. as he does. So. Yeah, they they couldn't even beat like the Eagles last year when literally all of their starting wide receivers <laughs> they, and running backs were injured. They, but are you telling me? Are you telling me the playoff? Why are you telling me that you think the Browns are more talented than the Cowboys? Yes. yes. When they have Dak, Zeke, Ceedee Lamb, when, Jaylen, when you uh, when you Jaylen say Smith. the word talent, you cannot put that in the same sentence as Dak Prescott. You have to hard stop and oh move on to a God. different sentence. Oh also, Ceedee Lamb, unproven talent. We don't know. <laughs> oh my God. It's, we know that he's going to be good. This we don't know how these pieces are going to oh work God. together. Honestly, we don't. With Mike McCarthy, I mean, how much great coach? How much way. credit does he actually get? Be, Super Bowl Aaron winning Rogers? coach, Wyatt. Come on. But I mean, Super Bowl on the Jared, coattails hate, of hate, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh I hate to break the news to you, Jared. Dak Prescott is not Aaron Rodgers. We don't really know what Mike McCarthy. I'm not saying he's do. Aaron Rodgers. No, Jared, he's not. <laughs> We're like completely digressing here, but I would argue that the fact that Mike McCarthy only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers in his prime is actually more telling uh, in yeah. a bad way. So, I would say. are you, you kidding really, me, dude? I would no. Oh my god! I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna book. If Andy Reid only wins with one Mahomes, same thing. With one Mahomes, I would yeah. agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one with Mahomes. Just sorry. <laughs> wow. 
That take just uh, evolved uh, into madness. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Jared. You were <laughs> you were outnumbered on this one. <laughs> yeah. We should just like our but, podcast theme should be Dak Prescott is awful and just every week Jared presents a different point. I can't wait till the season starts when we like Which, actually have something to look at, you know. And, by, <laughs> by the way, just, gonna, just to kind of round out. Both of you two to think the season will start, but <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just yeah, to kind of round joke. out some of these like <clears throat> terrible picks. Tampa Bay sit at number four, which wow. I don't think that they're the fourth best team in the league. Uh, Colts, I mean Colts at uh, eight, Steelers at nine, Bears at eleven, which is really high. I think you brought that up earlier. And then uh, Giants made top twenty-six. So shout out Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Jets were top twenty-eight. We're in yeah, it, baby. I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I we're feel in it. it. <laughs> Everyone knows that the top twenty-eight teams are contenders. The right. the bottom four. Those are the ones you take but, seriously. Yeah, so the Jets, exactly. So, oh right. Hey, listen. Any given Sunday. But, yeah. Any. <laughs> sixteen times in a row. Any given sixteen Sundays. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rooting for the smallest sample size possible. The Bengals season, are ahead of so us. So I got a five-game season. That's great for the Jets. Looking, yeah, <laughs> ideal. Um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, moving into our uh, our short story segment that we. Uh, do almost weekly here. I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna be talking about uh, with the with MLB returning. We we've gone over how some sports are trying to uh, make uh, get fans involved and make make everything feel uh, feel real when all the stadiums are empty. So I'm gonna talk about how the how the MLB is doing that and kind of uh, some suggestions I have for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, so to start off for some background on what the the MLB is doing uh, to try and get fans engaged, we've seen real fan noise. Uh, is going to be pumped into, I, I think, every stadium. It's going to be coming from MLB The Show. Um, and it actually reacts to what's happening, which is interesting, uh, which I guess makes sense. But I saw a video of someone hitting a home run and the crowd, like, they're going from, like, a mumble to, like, going wild, which was, I was like, this is <laughs> this is awkward. Um, but they're doing that. And they're also doing the cardboard cutouts that we've seen uh, a lot of European soccer teams do. Uh, and so some teams are offering promotions, like the Red Sox, for example, uh, you can buy a spot on the green monster, and if your cutout gets hit, uh, you get to keep the ball. You get it. You get it autographed, oh. uh, and you get free tickets. Um, That's cool. So how yeah, much does that I cost? So yeah, yeah, that's way too if much. You have money. to ask. Um, <laughs> how much does that cost? <laughs> exactly. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can also, for some teams, buy cardboard cutouts in like the opposing fan section. Like they'll sell some tickets to a- opposing fans that you can, you know put up your your cardboard cutout in the Astros stadium for example uh, which honestly i just hope everyone buys out uh minute made park so that uh like the astros can be surrounded just by hate hateful cutouts uh, but you'll be giving anyway, them money though you know, ex- <laughs> exactly i know it's a it's a it's a push and a pull yeah. um, but I would, I would really love to watch that uh, but anyway so some things i'd like to see uh with the with the cutouts uh for one i think you should be able to pay extra to mic up your cutout because uh, what's more real than actual fan noise? Um, and I, I think this should be allowed for all teams except for the Red Sox because they're they're better off mute, uh, those fans. I think that'll prevent lawsuits um, uh, if they're not mic'd up. Uh, it could cause some problems. Um, in terms of some other options, I think um, teams should reserve the right to put whatever cutouts they want to, to gain a home field advantage. Like, like I'm thinking that we could just uh, make the whole stadium like Justin Verlander's mom when he's pitching or something <laughs> like that uh, just like like surround the place you know really really get in his head you know you got to do what you what you can do for for the home field advantage uh, i'm also looking for character development in the cutouts 
Uh, so I, I want to see, you know, the cutouts and the bleachers at Yankee Stadium. I want them to be like upright at the beginning and then passed out by like inning six. Because let's be honest, <laughs> that's that's how this how this all works out. Um, they're not making it past there. Um, and I also think that teams shouldn't shouldn't be allowed to fill up more than their average attendance. Like I don't want to see the Marlins Stadium full with cutouts. I don't think that's fair. Um, that's just not that's not how it works. That's not how the the world works. Um, and I also don't want them just like filling in. Like I want it to be like every other seat essentially for them, um, just to just to you know keep things as as realistic as possible. Right. Um, but but yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what what teams do um, and uh, how that how that kind of progresses. What it's like watching all these uh, all these static faces in the stadium. It'll it'll be in a weird sight to see. Um, but but yeah, I, Lucas, you got yeah. Can I, <laughs> can can I, 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 while you were talking, I looked up all the pricing points for a lot of Ooh. these teams. Ooh, I'm intrigued. So to, for the Red Sox, it's a $500 donation to the Red Sox Foundation, which will give you a cutout in the Green Monster. Hmm. Like you said, the if, the, if it hits it, you get the received autographed home run ball, two Green Monster tickets for a 2021 home game, a custom Red Sox jersey, and a video replay of the home run, which is very nice. Um, so the Dodgers, Especially Giants, the video replay. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Dodgers, like Giants, Mets, and Brewers yeah. are all offering price points. Astros, Athletics, White Sox, Rays, Royals. Some of these are really cheap. Like for the Mariners, it's a thirty dollars. Yeah, the Mariners were the cheapest I saw, which checks out. Thirty um, dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess I'm a Mariners fan. Buy up some seats. Yeah, yeah. buy up a whole section. Let's and, go. And, yeah. and Aiden, you can. Um, mm-hmm. You can do uh, eighty six dollars to be a to yeah. be in the, in the Mets stadium. I'm. Mets this always, is not a joke. We live in eighty six. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent considering this right now. Yeah. The five hundred dollar yeah. no, Red Sox. I, I, I'm I thinking about it. this. My family said they were considering it. I'm. Um, I'm not. Yeah. So. <laughs> you might see me up there. Yeah. Um, and because you really can't do anything in person, this isn't my mm. short story. Mm. I'll get to that, but. Most days to get out of the house, I go and run to the Philly Stadium and back. And yesterday, oh. when I went on my run, um, they were playing, and I'm like, mm. "Oh, I can like go watch through like the cracks." And the cops are like, "Absolutely not!" <laughs> and they told me to go away. So, like any attempt at like getting close to the stadium, not allowed. It's not gonna... so... <laughs> I heard that the seats at Wrigley that are like on a on an apartment building like adjacent are selling for like wild amounts because I guess they can like you can go up in those seats and technically view the game even though it's not part of the stadium yeah um, so that's that's the hottest huh. hottest ticket in in the country anyway. <laughs> so my short story of the week uh far less extensive in recommendations and really in every way than aiden's but the nba players have entered the bubble mm. in the past few weeks and you know there's been a lot of posting a lot of talking about how they're spending their time since they have to be quarantined and isolated so I decided to go through what I think are the top three ways I've seen players spending their time in the bubble. So at number three, we have fishing. The Rockets, as a team, seem to have really committed to this activity. Um, I saw Robert Covington and Ben Backlemore, like posting pictures with their fish. Um, maybe a good team bonding activity, and it just seems fun. You're out there vibing in Florida, just like fishing. You know, you're keeping it low key, so you save all your energy for the game. So, team building, relax, and getting ready for the game when you're not training. I think it's a great move. Two, I'm going to go cornhole. Apparently, there are extensive cornhole facilities within extensive. the bubble. <laughs> nice. And 
honestly, there might be some transferable skills to basketball there. You're putting <laughs> an object in a hole, so it's kind of it's kind of like <laughs> basketball. Um, so it's fun. You've lots of access to it, um, and it can help your game. Mm. And for number one, this is very specific to one man, but I'm going recording music. Damian Lillard, apparently in the bubble, has been recording a new album. So, <laughs> I, I, honestly, he's got a lot of time to do it. Charlie XCX, she put out a great album with all her time in quarantine. I think Damian Lillard is going to drop the next classic. So, he's got a lot of time to write and produce and do everything he needs. So, number one way to spend time in the bubble, recording your new album. You mean he has a lot of time when he's not preparing to like get in the postseason, or <laughs> does he does I mean, he really have that honest, much time? <laughs> the Blazers aren't going to make the postseason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got to make this album fast. Okay, this is going to be this yeah, is exactly. yeah. yeah, this is not a. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Actually, do they kick the non-playoff teams out? Yeah, yeah, I would think. Yeah, they, I think they question. kick them out so that families Aww. can join later. I believe that's what Aww. they wanted to do, but mm. I, I believe that's true. <laughs> yeah banished from the bubble yeah oh god you didn't get a rose they didn't get a rose (laughs) that's why i said i think they should they should be dramatic about the uh people getting kicked out (laughs) just their stuff's just laying like just laying like in the street like they they don't even have time to like pack up (laughs) no i'm just kidding obviously all right thanks for the short stories those are a very fun break um in this next segment so you guys all know that on you thought we make some wild uh, picks every once in a while. Some and usually we make picks that are like unverifi- unverifiable. Like this person will be the best player in twenty years, uh, so that we probably won't verify those. But we finally have some stuff that we can verify. The Bundesliga has finished, and if you remember from episode twenty-five, we did Bundesliga picks. So ten episodes ago, wow, we did some Bundesliga picks. Uh, I checked the receipts, and we're gonna go through on how everybody did on their predictions. Uh, and spoiler alert, I'm going worst to best. Who's the first name? Lucas. Play it. <laughs> Union's defense played great, and I'm convinced now that they will stay up. And you can book it, add it to the book at Google Doc, where we'll all look like idiots looking back on it later. All right, you can pause. So that was Lucas talking about Union Berlin escaping relegation on his solo show, which he was correct about. They finished 11th. So I don't know if it was – if it was was it a hotter take at the time because – they were in no danger at all to escape relegation, but who knows? I'll give it to you, though. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. But let's hear your next pick about who will win the Bundesliga title. Go ahead and play. There are two bandwagons that I'm on. The first is I think Dortmund is going to win the title, taking a take from that Aiden had at the end of last episode. That was dead wrong. Uh, Bayern Munich won comfortably um, by very many points, so that one was wrong. You're one and one. All right, play the next one, Lucas. Are these all me so far? Yeah, it's it's by person. So. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Erling Holland will outscore Robert Lewandowski over the last nine games. Cash or trash? I'm going cold hard cash. <laughs> wow. So you should have went with hot stinky. You should have went with hot stinky trash because. Hmm. I think they'll be out of the first division at the end of this year. So I am trashing that they will escape relegation. <laughs> and then you were also wrong about that one. Uh, Werner Brennan <laughs> did not escape relegation. So they retained their Bundesliga status. You said you said they weren't going to escape relegation, but they did. So they, they won their playoff series. So Lucas, unfortunately, you were one in three on your Bundesliga opinions. 
Um, ha! N- not terrible. <laughs> Wyatt, I'm glad you're laughing. That's a good segue into um, your takes. <laughs> Go ahead, Lucas. The rest of the season will be able to finish without shutting down. So after no prior research, I'm going to go with cash. <laughs> you were right about that, Wyatt. Good job. Yeah, yeah the, was. the German infrastructure was able to cope, and um, the Bundesliga went through pretty much without a hitch. They, they were able to finish the season. Uh, what about the next one, though? Wyatt? Um, so again, with uh, zero prior research as far as the Bundesliga, I'm going to go with trash. So- <laughs> that one was Borussia Mönchengladbach. Well, about earning a Champions League spot, you didn't think you said they were, you were trashing that they would get it, which they did get it. They were they finished fourth in the standings during a spot. So you're wrong about you were wrong about that one. You're uh, you were one and one on Bundesliga. Next that's up, pretty good. Next hey, up, if I had just played my first two, I would have been one and one. Sample. <laughs> so next up, All right. Aiden. Aiden, cash or trash? Bayern Munich will hold on and win the league this year. So I'm actually going to trash it. Um, I'm going to say that Dortmund's going to overtake Bayern. <laughs> that was wrong, uh, obviously, Aww. as we established Bayern Munich 1. Uh, what you about sure? your second, what you about your second pick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about your second pick on Werder Bremen escaping relegation? Yeah, I was going back and forth on this. I, I think that they will escape. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> there you go. Good job. Good job, Aiden. Um, I was rewarded you're one for and my one. faith in Werner. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you hey. were one and one. Good job. Um, Wait, did I like win the tiebreaker against Wyatt? Um, did I think you? So. Yeah, because you gave like a real football, like a real soccer um, no! thing. Or Wyatt just said the rest of the season would finish. Yeah, so I'll give it to you, Aiden. Next up, we got. Next up, we got Bart. Let's see. All right, let's see what the first one was. So Bart, what are your thoughts? I mean, okay. Obviously, I'm I'm biased. Uh, I, I I'm a pole, and so I mean, my answer is Robert Lewandowski. I do think. So you said Bart said that Robert Lewandowski would outscore Erling Holland over the last nine game last nine games, which was absolutely correct. Erling Holland, I think, only had like four goals, where Lewandowski had like twelve. Like he very he way outscored him over the last couple games uh, since the restart. But Bart, what about your second one? Mm-mm. But I think that the Germans seem to be doing a good job of keeping it under control. So I will uh, I will cash that, I guess. You were correct. You were ca- you cashed that the rest of the Bundesliga season could finish, and you were correct. So guess what, Bart? You were two and zero, undefeated, tied, tied with tied with me for Speech. the for the uh, best record, of course. Uh, the best I, like how, I like how Jared gave himself first place because <laughs> uh, he said worst to best, even though he yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we're tied, but we're tied. We're tied for best. Um, you can go ahead and play mine, Lucas. <laughs> Should we? I don't know. <laughs> I'm disagreeing. I'm I'm cashing that Bayern Munich's gonna hold on and win. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach will finish in a Champions League spot. Cash or trash? Um, so I'm cashing it. There you go. I cashed that Bayern Munich would win, which they did, and cashed that Borussia Mönchengladbach would earn a Champions League spot. So, but two and zero on that as well. So good job, Bart. Good job. Okay, Jared. job, White and Aiden. Uh, <laughs> Lucas, get better. Lucas, you've been relegated yeah. from the podcast. You, <laughs> you're not one of the top four spots. Just wait until we look back on the Premier League ones. Those will probably be a different story. Yeah. And there's our, you know, I'll go into our second division podcast, work my way up. Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're year. relegated. <laughs> uh, oh, 
All right, well, moving on to our last segment of the day, we're going to introduce a new segment related to our hot takes of the week prior, but it's just a solo hot take. Jared, what do you got for us this week? Okay, so my hot take is that the MLB should get rid of the designated hitter in both leagues so that no <gasps> des- no DH in the AL or the National League. I got a bunch of reasons why. So first, every other player has to bat and field. Every player, when they were growing up, had to be the best they could on offense and the best they could at defense. Pitchers and designated hitters should be no different. Like, yeah, when, when baseball players were growing up, they had to train at both. Okay, this is, this is what people say. Baseball's boring. The reason it's boring is because we're waiting for someone to just hit a home run. There's no strategy. We just wait for the DH to come. Hopefully the bases are there's somebody on the bases and just hit a home run. And if there's not, it's just a, it's just a double, a single maybe, and it's it's not it's not exciting. DHs aren't known for stretching out triples or anything. They're usually bigger guys that will get a, d- a double at most. Okay, so I think it would be more exciting if pitchers bat. There's gonna be like more hits and runs, more movement on the bases, more squeezes, more bunts. More overall strategy to move runners around. And I'm not saying that I'm expecting pitchers to go up and hit home runs or even doubles, but they can contribute. They need to be athletes as well. Another thing that people will say is that pitchers could get injured, but the chances of getting injured while you're batting or running is much, much lower than if you're pitching. Most of, I mean, pitchers' injuries are are pitching-related, arm-related, right? Um, Another reason, managers actually have to do something now. You know, right now, managers don't just don't even coach. They just put a lineup in and then, all right, go do your thing. Managers don't coach in, in MLB anymore. If, if you had to do strategy with pitchers, because when you use a um, pinch hitter, that player cannot return to the game again. So you have to have more strategy with, do I pinch hit for my pitcher or not? I think it makes the game more interesting. And finally, in the original pure, day, pure days of baseball, the gold standard of ball players, Babe Ruth, played both sides. So we're keeping with tradition and promoting more action, in my opinion. Tell me I'm wrong. Jared, I won't. You're right on this, 100%. Yes. The modern pitcher is coddled. Yeah. Like, Agreed. If you the ball, why step in? So, I mean, you took a lot of the words right out of my mouth. I put Aiden on blast last week for his take, but yours, I approve. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm not going to approve this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disapprove strongly of this, or yeah. <laughs> not that strongly. But um, you, you mentioned, Jared, that you think there will be more runs if uh, we have we more, hit, more hits and runs, like hit and runs where the the runner's oh, stealing and the pitcher okay. has to hit it. Okay, okay. I thought I thought you meant just actually more hits and more runs. Oh, which I mean, there, there will not be. The, the AL has has had more runs than the NL the last five years. I, I just looked this up. It's shrinking. Um, or I knew it off the top of my head. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree that having the pitcher bat adds a, a certain element of, of strategy to the game. But honestly, I think it's just there now because it's tradition and i don't know if that's a good enough reason to have it there um most of the time once in a while you'll have a time where you know where it's like a a cool sacrifice bunt or something like that but the vast majority of the time it's just three pitches and it's done and it's very uninteresting and at the end of the day like why like why would the pitcher care why should anyone care it's not their job like we don't have like the you know the qb play punter at some point it's like it's just set out this way because they always did it this way but that doesn't mean it's the right way like yeah, they but- were, they have not been trained as a like. Yeah, they may have they hit in little league, and you know they <laughs> they hit in high school. But like that, that's not what they're trained to be professionals at. So like, why are we watching them at a professional game trying to do that? It just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But they should be trained as pro- that pitcher should be trained as professionals at the plate as well. 
no, but you're not, not asking because everybody, everybody's you're not at, everybody like, you're not the most posi- but is no, a position right. is a position player paid to bat only and not play defense? They're both paid. Yeah, they're both paid, to but do they're both. not paid to pitch. Like the the pitcher plays defense and pitches. The like a uh, position player plays defense and hits. You're asking the hitter, the pitcher, to do all three, whereas you don't ask a position player to do all three, mm. unless it's like Preach. the 18th inning and you've run out of pitchers, <laughs> and you're like, oh god, I gotta bring in you know my right fielder who pitched in college, you know, like. I don't know. Jared, in I'm 2018, in 2018, pitchers had a slash line of 115, 144, 148. Does that sound That's like terrible. fun to you? They need they need to we need to start it early. They need to start it early by by coaching them earlier to be better. Jared, let's not we we're not going to sit here and restart the whole de- developmental process of pitchers. We're yes, talking we about can. the modern game, Jared. We're not going to go back in time and, and pick pitchers and say, "Here's how you swing a bat" and all that stuff like that. Jared, chicks dig the long ball and pitchers don't do that. Pitchers do not hit dingers the same way that Big Poppy did when he played. They don't do that. I mean, there's a reason why the home run derby is like the best festivity in, in All Star, maybe even on all of All Star um, festivities, right? Nobody comes out to watch the pitcher pitch, right? They just want to see people what? hit. They want to see the they want to see the dingers, right? And no pitcher ever has done a home run derby, <laughs> so they don't deserve it. They don't deserve the hit. Plus, like Aiden said, like they do so much already. They don't need to go out there and hit as well. I mean, the posi- pitcher is like the most important position on a baseball team, and you can't ask them to do much more than that. What about the catcher, Wyatt? They do. What they about the catcher? Both. They have the ball in their hands every play. They have to call a game. Come on, dude. They have to do. They have to do three nah. things as well, Aiden. At Aiden. What, what do they have to? What three things? Tell, they have to call the. the they things. have to call the game, play defense. Right, okay, and hit. Now, now we're just making up there. We're gonna, no, we're not. <laughs> no, catchers have to call. The first catchers baseman have, has to cover first base when you know. Like, <laughs> but but, but who's, to say, who's to say? Who's to say? This is arbitrary. Yeah. It's like your your thing. Yeah, it, exactly. How, how is it as arbitrary? There is you, like, you're separating pitching defense, from defense. You're yeah. you're separating pitching from defense. Then how? Why can't I separate the catcher having to call the pitcher from defense. defense? You counted. You counted the pitcher within my arbitrary like defensive thing. You were like that is a, they pitch and they play defense. Yeah, and then I'm saying I'm saying every other. No, no, I didn't. I said that they play defense and they and they have to bat. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they, they pitch. pitch. <laughs> but the ca- I mean, the catcher catches. Like what do you? I don't know. What are we even arguing? <laughs> I think that's a that's a good note to end on. <laughs> yeah, with with that. Note, I think we've all this... we all agree now. We've all reached a you know a solution that works for all of us. Exactly. Yeah. Just keep yelling, basically. So we'll we'll end the dysfunction. Um, so that, that's our episode for this week. Um, if you liked the episode, if you thought it was fun, um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Spotify or SoundCloud as well. Um, you might get a shout-out if you if you uh, talk to us on Twitter at YouThoughtMedia. So go ahead and do that too and just keep engaging with us. We, we would really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week.